It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, that's it. We, we, we've had one free agent signing in the NL Central. The, the Cubs signed Jock Peterson today. Uh, so that, that's it. All right. Yeah. The agreement has been made. Pencils down, everybody else. We're, we're done. The rosters are set. Uh, I think that's what we were waiting on, right? <laughs> one, one team in the NL Central to actually do something. Guess what? They did it. The Cubs got Jack Peterson. He's going to have some fun hitting homers in Great American Ballpark, I feel. But, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're done. That, that, that's it. Oy, at least that's how it seems. All right, we're, we're going to talk about some things today. We, we, we've got the Lockdown Reds line, Jeff's Junk Mail. Coming in full force today, we are going to look at some shortstop questions. We're going to look at some uh, one Hall of Fame idea, prospects, and a bit on Jose De Leon here on today's podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for downloading the Lockdown Reds podcast today. Make sure if you aren't already a subscriber to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And follow the show at Locked On Reds. I'm a little squirrely today on Twitter, just feeling a little goofy. I mean, we're seeing all kind of obviously the Jack Peterson signing. We're seeing rumors about the Cardinals going after Nolan Arenado again, uh, and, and the Reds are talking to the Indians about Ahmed Rosario. I've got some thoughts on that. That's coming up here in just a minute, but we're going to lead off. A great question from Kyle. It, it came in right before the run on shortstop. So he's asking about Angelton Simmons and Marcus Simeon, as well as D.D. Gregorius. So, Kyle, I appreciate your question. I'm going to amend it just a little bit. I'm going to replace Simmons and Simeon with some names who are available on the market right now. 
So let's jump into it. So this is this is what Kyle said. And he said, my question is this. And he thanked me for answering questions, so you're welcome. But his question is this. Which series of events do you prefer happening based on suspected available money for the Reds to spend? Number one, and he had Simmons. I'm going to cross out Simmons, and I'm going to put in Hanser Alberto. Sign Hanser Alberto and a starter. You know, someone to fill the number three spot and keep Lorenzen and Antone in the bullpen. Or would you rather them sign, and he had Simeon, but we're going to replace Marcus Simeon with Jonathan Villar. So would you rather the Reds sign Jonathan Villar and a low-cost reliever, Lorenzen and Antone duel it out for the number five rotation spot, or would you rather them sign Didi and figure the rest out internally? So again, I kind of messed around with those options a little bit, Kyle, but here are the options. The options are sign Hanser Alberto and a starter, to fill that number three spot and have Lorenzen and Antone pitch out of the bullpen, sign Jonathan Villar and a low-cost reliever and have Lorenzen or TJ Antone duke it out in the number five spot of the starting rotation, or sign Didi and figure it out, figure the rest of the roster out with internal options. Well... To be honest with you, if Andrelton Simmons were still available, I would have preferred that. They signed Simmons and a starter. If you're telling me now with the options that I've kind of mixed around a bit, if they sign Hanser Alberto and a starter, I, I kind of like that. I, I think I might like that a smidge more than Didi because with Didi, like you said, I, I think that the hypothetical money that is available that the Reds are kind of – alluding to us fans that they have, they sign Didi, they're pretty much done. And depending on how much he's going to get, they may not even be in the market for Didi anymore. But if they're going to get Hanser Alberto and they get a starter, the, the name Hanser Alberto has come up in some circles, and you're probably wondering, all right, who is this Alberto fellow? He's a guy who last season wasn't great. You look at his OPS plus, he was not a good hitter. But in 2019, he was a pretty darn good hitter. He's the kind of guy that you are looking for, at least statistically. So Hanser Alberto is a, we hope the 2019 Hanser Alberto walks through the door if the Reds sign him. So that's an option. The Jonathan Villar and a low-cost reliever option sounds nice. The only thing with uh, both Alberto and Villar is you're looking at guys that uh, aren't really... I mean, they played more second base than they played shortstop last year. So you're asking them to go back to shortstop, whereas their teams last year thought they were better suited elsewhere. So that kind of goes into the whole Mike Moustakis idea. He's at second base, but he's really a third baseman. Then you're going to put a shortstop there who probably is really a second baseman. It's going to be kind of weird, but those are what you're looking at. And Villar is an interesting option. He kind of profiles right where, right above where Freddie Galvis was. And Freddie Galvis is no longer an option. He's a Baltimore Oriole. If you didn't get a chance to check it out. I visited with Connor Newcomb of the Locked On Orioles podcast to talk about our old friend, Freddie. But yeah, so those two guys are out there if you don't sign Didi. But I think the Reds are backed into a corner where if they're looking to move the needle with the shortstop move, it's got to be Didi. The other options out there are not that impressive. Like You can kind of squint and see Villar as a nice 
option, maybe Hanser Alberto. And then uh, Mark Sheldon had a piece on MLB.com talking about some trade targets, and there were substantial rumors that the Reds were in talks with Cleveland about Ahmed Rosario. Ugh. I don't know about that. And, and he even mentioned in uh, – Mark Sheldon mentioned in his piece that uh, Kevin Newman from the Pirates might be available. Okay. Like everybody on the Pirates is available, but whatever. Uh, I, looking at Rosario and Newman, their offensive numbers are just – those are definitely two guys that you are – betting you are putting money on the table that if you bring those guys in their 2019 selves are walking through the door and not their 2020 both guys had terrible 2020s and really Ahmed Rosario's career on base percentage is above 300 because of 2019 he had a 323 on base in 2019 and with his glove that's kind of cool you know if you're getting that version of him. Otherwise, he gets on base less than 29% of the time. You're basically getting Billy Hamilton without the speed because he gets caught stealing a lot. He got caught 10 times in 2019. He had 31 steals, 10 times caught stealing. So those guys are just kind of for me. And, and depending on what it would get, hopefully it wouldn't be that expensive a trade, but it's a trade option. Those are not free agent guys, Rosario or Newman. So... Looking at the options that I've laid out, uh, Didi, good. Yes, good. Jonathan Lark, well, Hansel Albert, and Ahmed Rosario or Kevin Newman, bleh. Didi's the only guy that moves the needle for me in those cases. And, and uh, shout out to the unnamed texter who called it that uh, uh, we're going to go for Jonathan Villar or Hanser Alberto because the Reds just aren't spending any money this offseason. And I mean, it's really hard to refute that because to this point, they've really not spent any money. Pretty much everybody that they've got, whether it be signing or trading or whatever, is going to make the minimum. And they're trying to build a team uh, around the guys who are already making lots of money and Joey Votto and Mike Moustakis and Nick Castellanos and those guys. They're trying to build the rest of the team out of guys who don't make money. It's kind of like a DraftKings lineup right now, right? Who plays Who plays Daily Fantasy? Raise your hand. All right, I can't see it. But if you play Daily Fantasy, you try and get, or at least I try and get, and this is probably why I'm not good at it, you try and get a couple of studs who are really expensive, and then you fill out your lineup with uh, dark throws, with high upside guys that probably also have low floors. That's what we're looking at with the Reds, the way they've built so far. All right, I've talked quite a bit about the shortstop position. We're going to move into some prospect talk and get excited about a dude heading into spring training. Also, shout out to our buddy Greg in Annapolis. He sent a great voicemail about the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to be able to get to it on this episode. I thank you, though, for the voicemail, Greg, because he basically agreed with me. He had an idea for a 65% vote in years where players don't make it. All I know is this, they need to rework the whole Hall of Fame thing because it sucks right now. It's terrible. They need to rework it totally, I, and that's that's what I'm going to say about the Hall of Fame because I'm going to go off on a rant, and I don't want to do that. We, we've got some more fun stuff coming up. Before we get into that fun stuff, though, I had a great episode yesterday 
really the the meat of my conversation with Aram Layton from Locked On Prospects. If you if you missed that, Aram Layton from Locked On MLB Prospects kind of came over and broke down the Reds farm system with me. We we took a look at Nick Lodolo, Austin Hendrick, Jonathan India, even some names that you're not looking at right now. If you missed it, go check it out. But I still got prospects on the brain, and we got a question from Lee and Colrain. He says, do you have any favorite Reds prospects, not necessarily who you think is best, but someone you just like. And Lee says, I really like Lion Richardson, or Leon Richardson, or Lion Richardson, uh, Reese Hines, and Quinn Cotton. Thanks for the question, Lee. And and Lee also mentions the uh, Lockdown Reds Fantasy Baseball League that I'm beginning to build right now. And yes, there are still spots available. Lee, I've got you marked down. Got two down already. We're looking to build a league. Uh, I'm going to have some more on that here as we get closer to spring training. But uh, yeah, absolutely. As far as favorite prospects go, uh, one was traded last year. I really liked Packy Naughton. I really wanted Packy Naughton to make it to the major leagues. Now, I, I, I couldn't tell you about his pitch repertoire or anything like that, but that's a great name, Packy Naughton. Looking forward to hoping he makes the majors with the Angels. I'm going to root heavily for him, maybe even get a jersey. Who knows? Uh, Packy Naughton was awesome. So I'm looking for somebody to replace him in my uh, favorites list as prospects. Looking at uh, the Reds' prospects, so there are three guys that I like. And one of them kind of defies the rules because he says don't pick guys that you you think are the best. Although I really like Nick Lodolo. Got a chance to watch him pitch in Dayton. Really looking forward to him pitching in the major leagues. And if you heard what Aram had to say about Nick Lodolo, dude's got it, right? Dude's got the baseline. He's got the foundation to be a good major league pitcher. He just has to build on some things. He has to get better in some areas, but he's got great mechanics, great control. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do at the major league level. I I, I liked what I saw in the minors. And then also Mac Wainwright. I just want there to be a Mac. I want the Reds to have a Mac on their team. Is that too much to ask? Give me Mac. I want Mac. And then Michael Ciani, another Dayton Dragon. It's a little bit skewed because I get to see the Dragons every so often. But Michael Ciani has just been so much fun to watch. You go up to the ballpark, and I'm sure he's going to be moving up. Although now Dayton is high A, where it was low A. Now it's high A. So maybe he's going to stay there. Maybe he's going to move to double A. I don't know. But Michael Ciani has been a lot of fun to watch as a Dragon. I mean, you know, you go get yourself a dragon dog, you stand over in right field, you watch him play center field. He was he was really great with the glove. Looked like he still needed a little bit of work with plate discipline, but overall really liked Michael Ciani. But those are my three. Michael Ciani, Mac Wainwright, and Nick Lodolo are kind of my three. Looking uh, for a guy to replace Packy Naughton this season. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But as far as prospects go, I mean, looking at one in particular – And we got a question from Risto, our buddy Risto down in Jacksonville. He says, lately I've been hearing a lot of talk and speculation about Hunter Green from other fans, but I find it odd that Kyle Bodie never mentions Green. Although he does speak about the progress of other pitchers in the Reds minor league system and picks who he thinks will have a breakout year, but the only mention of Green came from Nick Crawl in an interview on MLB TV where he was vague about when we would see Green on the Major League roster and what level in the minors he will be pitching at this year. What team roster is he on now, and when do you see him being called up to the Reds? 
I appreciate you, Risto. Thanks for the question, man. Hunter's interesting because, I mean, he looked pretty healthy. I saw some videos, and I'm sure you guys saw some videos as well, from him at Prasco last season because he came back kind of September-ish and was able to start throwing, and he looked pretty decent. I thought I saw a little bit of reports. I think Kyle Bodie mentioned that he looked healthy and he looked good back in September, but since then, you're right, he's been pretty mum about him. And as far as uh, the reports as to where he's going to pitch, I think before Tommy John, I think he was in double A. So it may be that they start him out in double A. I don't know that they want to start him out in triple A just yet because the ball changes there. And maybe they do because I feel like he's close. I feel like as soon as he proves that he's a hundred percent healthy and he's got his pitch repertoire back, I think we'll see him. Now, I don't know if that's going to be this year. Maybe September. Maybe he's a September call-up. But I, I kind of had a chat. I asked Aram Layton about the idea of bringing up a pitcher who is close to ready, a guy who profiles as a rotation piece, and, and you don't slot him into the rotation just yet. You actually start him out in the bullpen. He said that would be fine for Nick Lodolo. He didn't mention Hunter Green, and I didn't really ask him about Hunter Green. I wonder if Hunter Green is a guy who you bring up and you put him in the bullpen if he stays there. And that's not where the most value is going to come from Hunter Green. He he looks like a starting pitcher. He's supposed to be a starting pitcher. He's supposed to be the guy in the rotation. So I don't, I don't want them to mess that up. So if it's a case where they bring him up for like a spot start in September or something like that, then that's fine. But if they bring him up in the bullpen in like July or August and they leave him there and his development plateaus as a bullpen guy, then they will have done him a disservice and they will have done themselves a disservice. So I want him to come up as a starter and that's probably not going to be till 2022. 2021, I think, as far as pitching prospects go, is the year of Nick Lodolo. Now, maybe we see guys like Tony Santion or something like that. Uh, maybe after his suspension is over and after he's pitched a little bit at AAA, maybe Vladimir Gutierrez. But for the most part, I think 2021 is the year of Nick Lodolo. Maybe June, July, we see him come up and start making an impact on the majors. I think Hunter Green is probably 2022. But thank you, Risto, for that question. I always appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing Hunter Green. I just want it to be in the right scenario. All right, one last question for today before we hang things up. Jake and Sensi, or he didn't ask, he had a take. Jake and Sensi said, Jose De Leon has been killing it in the Puerto Rican Winter League. And if he can translate that to the regular season, that could make a very good fifth starter. And I totally agree with you. I mean, he's shown... He has better control, at least in the Puerto Rican Winter League. He was striking guys out. He wasn't walking guys. He did give up some hits and some runs, but not at an alarming rate. He, he controlled that very well, and he looked very, very good in his starts. If he can translate that, I, I don't think he's going to all of a sudden become like a 11 strikeouts per nine guy if he's put into the rotation. But if he can be like a nine, an eight or a nine strikeouts per nine guy and keep his walks down, you know, maybe like, I don't know, two and a half. It's a little, it's a little much to expect him to cut those out completely because we're talking about a guy who walked more people than he struck out last year in limited time. 
but I think that he's a guy who could probably cut his walks per nine down to, I don't know, three, two and a half, three, three and a half, somewhere around there. And if that's what we're talking about, that's a pretty nice little ratio with which to launch as a fifth starter. I think De Leon's got a better shot than most fans are giving him. Maybe even a better shot than we're giving him. And I've been pretty excited about the numbers that I've seen. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in spring training because I think he's going to make a big case to be that fifth starter. And I still think that the strongest Reds team is a team where TJ Antone and Michael Lorenzen are weapons out of the bullpen. That that's meaning that the guys in the rotation are strong enough to hold down at least five good innings. I think Jose De Leon can do that. I think Wade Miley can do that. So then you have Lorenzen and Anton who can pitch multiple innings from the bullpen in any situation. And then that frees up Lucas Sims and Amir Garrett to be the guys at the back end. I, I think that is a stronger version of the bullpen than if you're taking Anton or Lorenzen and putting them in the rotation. Because I think Jose De Leon profiles decently as a five-inning starter. Or at least, you know, a four-inning starter who eats up almost half the game's innings. I I think that can happen. Based on what he's done in the Puerto Rican Winter League, I think that that may very well happen. And Jake, that's a very good take. And I'm looking forward, again, to seeing what De Leon can do this spring. It's coming up here in a few weeks. I mean, there's been uh, some random reports that the Cactus League has recommended to Major League Baseball to push spring training back. And then there's been some random reports that have reported that those reports were pushed by people in the office of Major League Baseball. So who knows what to believe? I tell you, that's the way the world has been these last couple of years. Hopefully we'll see spring training start when it should, and we'll see Reds baseball when we should. And we can all be excited about Jose De Leon. But that's going to do it now for us today here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you to everybody who submitted a question or a take. That was the Jeff's Junk Mail episode. We'll have more of those as the offseason continues. So make sure you continue to give me your takes, your questions, your comments, reactions to interviews that we have, whatever you've got on Monday. Supposing there's no big news. Uh, that we can freak out about. If DD is signed, we'll probably just be freaking out and being happy on Monday's podcast. But if not, we've got our buddy Clay Snowden dropping by to talk about his bounce back and breakouts. Going to talk about some bounce back and breakouts on Monday with Clay ahead of spring training for this Reds roster. You're not going to want to miss that. The best way to not miss that is to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. And I mentioned giving me your comments, reactions, takes, questions, whatever you've got on the Locked On Reds line, 513-549-0159. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. I will talk to you all very soon. Let's go, Reds. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.